Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast. The podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Yes, and welcome to another episode of Business and Heels Podcast. This is episode 21 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen and creator of podcastingwithpurpose.com podcast training. Now, joining me on today's show is a returning guest, Lily Greco. And Lily is a qualified financial planner and project manager and she was that before she became a mompreneur. Now, she is a Vietnamese immigrant and Australia has given her family a safe home. She grew up in a very loving and present family, even though they had many challenges they had to overcome. Today, she is the co-founder and creative director to the world's first B Corp certified flower and gift social enterprise. And they exist to combat poverty and disrupt the floristry industry. Now, her amazing corporate career has given her the skills, the experience, and the commercial acumen that she finds so incredibly helpful in her business today. Now, on today's show, Lily is going to share that we must know know and love our numbers. She's going to talk about the secret to making quick and accurate decisions. I know for some of us, we could like to go into analysis paralysis. She's going to talk about successful business focus. They focus on their people and not their profits, as well as how to win customers, retain and grow your business and so much more. Welcome to the show, Lily. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Thank you for having me back. Look, it is good to have you back. And I think we, we had you back all, originally on the show in about show two or three. So it's been some time since we've last <laughs> spoken. What exciting things has been going on in the world of uh, floristry and you disrupting that industry? Um, for us, we have, uh, our goal has been to grow approximately one customer a week. Yes. And we have succeeded that, um, which has been amazing. Our team have tripled in size um, since we last spoke, which is great. Yeah. Um, we're, we're about to, we're actually um, about to embark on a new project, which um, we will share perhaps on our next episode. We haven't signed the dotted lines yet, so I, I can't really share that part of it. Mm-hmm. But we're always constantly um, growing and, you know, um, learning, etc. Yeah, so fantastic. Exciting. And that really speaks 
very much into the first topic that you wanted to talk about, and that was knowing and loving numbers. Because when I asked you, you were able to dive straight in how much your customers, you're obviously monitoring them, you had a goal, the growth of your team and so on. Do you find as you're starting to talk and obviously doing a lot of networking and also through the Business and Heels Network as well, that many mompreneurs don't necessarily know their numbers or even love the fact that their numbers there to really track and monitor. What what are you finding? Yeah, no, absolutely, Anne-Marie. For not just in our, in our business, I think before when I was in my corporate world, um, when I was consulting in, I, I think a lot of departments or companies fail. Um, where they fail is, is not being able to know their numbers enough to be able to make quick and accurate decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say know and love your numbers, I found that a lot of business um, startups or even people who have been on the journey for a little bit longer than startups, they don't actually know their numbers well enough um, to be able to help them thrive. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, they're constantly trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And not knowing your numbers is detrimental because you can't make decisions to be able to um, help you grow. So when I say know your numbers, I am talking about knowing um, your cost of goods, exactly how much something cost to produce mm-hmm. and deliver to the end user so not just how much something costs for you to buy yes. but then for you to be able to deliver mm-hmm. to the end product um etc you also need to know how long something takes to produce because you have to factor in the cost of time mm-hmm. um, for that and then you also need to be able to understand what your customer cost is Right. Um, and what your customer's return on investment is because every single customer has a, a price to them mm-hmm. and also what the percentage of that customer is to your overall customer base because you don't want to be able to have too much invest or too much reliant on one customer being mm-hmm. your revenue because if, if you do then if that customer leaves then you are in big trouble yeah so you want to be able to know that extremely well see there's so many areas you need to be able to know your overheads um, or utilities you need to be able to know what your expenses are you, you definitely need to know what your revenues are but more importantly your gross profit to your mm-hmm. net profit um, and what your your customers return is yes yes yeah look as you're saying some of those things I'm reminded of uh, over the years people that I have met that were in product businesses so in other words they manufactured products some of them were smaller products others larger and that's what they uh, sold and one of the things that they struggled with and this speaks exactly into what you were just saying and reminding on how important it was when she sat down and she broke down the actual costs of producing and then getting that product out to market she realized that there was a far less profit margin on on that product and it was taking them far longer to sell versus a product that didn't require much production on their part but was a high seller and they were spending more time trying to sell the product that had less profits when they realized that she said well we need to spend more time selling the product that we've got more profits it flies off the shelf we need to get more customers for that and I think we can't make those decisions unless we're tracking and monitoring so do you have any systems because I think one of the things that often makes it difficult is if you don't have a system to to actually input those numbers and then track them. Do you have any advice on the systems that you've used? There may be some that are really quite simple, more to the 
complex ones where you might need a bookkeeper or so forth to, to help you get that all set up. But do you have any recommendations for that? Um, for how I started for us, it's, it's just real simple Excel. So if you're in a product or a service, in, in our case, we're both. Yes. So we deliver a, a product um, by service. So for us, we use an Excel spreadsheet. So what it for us, what it does is you put out your cost of goods mm -hmm. and how much and itemize them all out. How many stems or how many bunches of, of whatever that may be, what that cost actually is. You have to also then remember the GST element of it. Mm -hmm. Then you go into your next line, which is around utilities. How much water or electricity do you think it's going to take? How long that would be? Because then if you look at your bill and divide that out, you'll be able to get a very minute mm -hmm. amount, but it's still you need to be able to equate and account for them. Yes. And then you need to be able to time and know how long it takes for you to execute that product. Yeah. So you've got to be able to do samples of them at least around about 10 and get the average time mm -hmm. and then divide out your cost per hour to get you that kind of um, resource element. Yes, yes. yeah. So and important. Delivery. Mm -hmm. Yes, delivery or anything else that you've got to be able to service that client. Because once you've done it, it's not finished yet. And people generally just stop there. But you have mm. to then deliver it to that client. Mm -hmm. So whether you um, outsource that to a delivery person or you actually have that function in-house, you need to be able to factor what that cost would be. Yes. And then that's where you'll get the end. Yeah, so true. And I think that's the same for the figures that you have, like you said, an intention or an expectation that you would like to have so many clients uh, within your business over a certain time. And then you need to track, well, how, where did we get those clients from? Did we spend any money on advertising? How much money? Is there an average? And I think when someone is just starting out, I would imagine that it takes a little while to, to track a monitor so that you can get an average. Is that something that you recommend? Get an average over like a quarter or so and then kind of calculate what your, expen you know, what your expenses were and so forth so that you can get a kind of average? Or what did you do when you first started? Yeah, so when I first started, I would, cause, um, I would do exactly that, but it would, it would take longer to produce a product. So my cost for that product delivery is higher. Right. But as I got better at my job, that time to produce that same product becomes less. And also, as I grew, the economy of scale to be able to, to get things were cheaper. Mm. So at the start, things will take longer and cost a little bit more. You have to know that so you can actually see how much you've grown. Mm. So you can you need to be able to track, and I, and I don't mean every day, I'm talking about maybe once a month. Go back and redo that exercise yes. to see whether those figures have slightly changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're very meticulous and very particular like me, you'll probably want to do it weekly. But um, <laughs> once a month is is suffice. Yeah. And you know what? I think um, if someone is looking at a spreadsheet and thinking, or maybe even thinking of the word spreadsheet and thinks, yeah. I just want to run a mile yeah. away. I think that's important then to educate ourselves or get someone on our team, maybe it's a bookkeeper, bookkeeper part-time that you can identify, look, I really need this set up. And then once a, a month or whatever it is, I would like you to come in and let's go through that. Because this really uh, allows us to make 
quicker and more accurate decisions. And once we identify and get familiar, it's one of those things, we don't know what we don't know, but once we do, we can then make better decisions. So what are some other things that you've done in your business alongside, of course, knowing and loving your numbers that have allowed you to make those quick and accurate decisions? Yeah, so um, one of the fundamental things, Amory, yes, the numbers help you make accurate and quick decisions because if you don't know your numbers, you won't be able to say, um, put on more staff because mm. you know when you, you hit capacity, what is your capacity and then how much it costs to actually outsource or bring on another person. You need to be able to know when to outsource something and when to bring something in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, you And in order to be able to make quick and accurate decisions, you need to be able to have lots and lots of information and 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 be surrounded by people who are ahead of you who've done it Mm. so you can bounce ideas off and learn constantly and build up your library bank of information so that when challenges comes along as owners you need to be really great at problem solving Mm. you need to be able to turn around to your library bank which I call my mind and you know you've you've stored so much information of all, all the different things you will be able to pull out some beautiful resources that will be help, they'll be vital to help you problem solve at that time. But if you don't, um, I, I guess, invest in growing that mm-hmm. and invest in, in learning and, um, I guess, broadening your knowledge, then it will be very challenging for you to make accurate and quick decisions because you will definitely fall into the, the analysis coma um, yes. element of it. Yeah. So important. I think one of the things that as business owners, we are aware of the importance of continuing to learn and continuing to develop. So what we do is we've got a lot of networking events, but we often will gravitate towards things that we are more able to relate to, like things like, or maybe it's just me, social media and things like that, the marketing, but it's the back end stuff that we're talking about that are actually the solid foundations because it doesn't matter if you've got a Facebook ad that is really, you know, generating lots of interest. If you're not tracking and it's, it's costing you so much and the return of investment is, is very low, then that's it's going to not work for you. So what, when you're talking about learning, other than the, 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 the numbers and so forth, where do you see has been some of the greatest learnings for you that have enabled you to make really strong uh, decisions in your business that you can see were foundational to the ongoing growth of your business? Um, I, I learn a lot through networking, um, as you mentioned, Anne-Marie. It's, um, I also learn a lot from picking and choosing who my mentors are. And I have mentors from different walks, from different industries, um, from different periods of their, I guess, um, the successes in their their careers as well as in their businesses. So I don't have one mentor. I don't have one source of information. I have multiple. And I generally um, bounce my challenges with them and ask them what they would do in their circumstance and why. The why to me is a lot more important than, than what they have done yes. because I want to understand the reasons behind it because that is key because mm. when I'm in that situation, I want to be able to know the why I'm going to be able to solve that instead of actually what that person has done because I'm not in their circumstance. Their situation is very different to mine, but True. the how, the method and the what they've done mm-hmm. allows me to be able to, um, I guess, 
perhaps utilize bits of that that will that would help my circumstance yeah if that's so important I think because we might learn something a new technique a new system a new process but we have to be able to understand that how it relates to our business because every single business model is different every business system is different that the industry is everything so taking something that someone's done and just trying to implement it like as as is often is not going to generate the results that we want because of our circumstances I, I love that it's a great re reminder one of the things that you say is successful businesses focus on their people not their profits and then as I read this it's so important yet so many businesses even in the corporate corporate world they don't look after their people first it's always profits 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 and yet they've got team members who are undervalued who feel unfulfilled and, and demotivated it's a huge huge area what are some of the things that you do to make sure that your team members um, continue to feel appreciated and valued in the workplace yeah so um, what we actually do at uh, in our business Amory's is we have a, um, a flexible working lifestyle so we don't actually um, have a nine-to-five model at all. You work when you want, um, how you want, and where you want. Um, because like you and I, we might be early birds, but we've got people who are night owls. Um, we've got people who prefer to sleep in or wake up early or they've got children or they've got family mm -hmm. and we don't want to be able to have a, a cookie cutter one model to fit everybody mm -hmm. um, so we are always about objecting the outcome and so we come as a team together collectively on a Monday to go through the week's agenda mm -hmm. everyone knows collectively each quarter or biannually what the targets are and as a team we help each other to try and meet that however we can whenever mm -hmm. we can and every week we, we give each other updates on how we're going towards those targets and hold each other accountable to those yes um, how we function during the week it's purely up to us to make sure that we um, have our uh, or meet our deliverables mm. so that's one of the ways in which we cater for our I guess team members um, work-life mm -hmm, balance mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. other is around training and development so at in our business we're extremely big on consistent quality and measurable quality so it, for us we have a structured master Mondays meeting on um, every Monday we come together after our team meeting and we do a master class the master class runs for approximately an hour and a half to two hours on topics that our team members write up and suggest that they feel weak at and they would like to improve. Mm -hmm. So it could range from floristry through to interior designing, through to sales, um, mm -hmm. through to marketing. And we will spend that time to really go through the MIA process. Wow. Um, and every single uh, master class is filmed and taped and then put into our archives so our team members can always reflect back on them and rewatch them and, and learn in their own time once again. Wow, amazing. <laughs> the, the, third, the third thing for us to be able to support our team's mobile working environment, everything is mobile. So mm -hmm. all of our systems are online. Um, mm -hmm. So we were very big and, and very supportive on the cloud system. Mm -hmm. um, we communicate and have a WhatsApp group as a company and wherever our team members are, that's how we converse and everyone sees it. Um, 
So that's the, the kind of three things that mm. we that, that we we have implemented within our business, Amory, that have supported our team members' um, lifestyle. I guess. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, so if I'm correct, if I'm correct in assuming that, is it every Monday that you also have a masterclass, or is that once a quarter that you said? With the no, training. every Monday. Every Monday, yeah. fantastic. I would imagine that you've got a lot of resources that are now <laughs> on, um, on on that. So does all the team members remain yeah. there for the masterclass? Yep, fantastic. And yeah. so as the as the founder and, and director then of your business, obviously, um, as you said, the people know their expectations and the intentions and what they need to achieve. Do you have some kind of, like, like whether it's a self-audit or just a progress um, checklist to make sure that these targets are being met is there anything that you get you have in place that they can support themselves and checking off and then obviously as the the overseer or whoever oversees that checks in is that anything like that in place yeah, yeah. great question we do have um, a more formal um, review performance mm. review etc depending on which department you're you're from so mm. if you're from a creative team we actually have different modules yes. um, that we have created in our business that uh, tells you where you're at in your skill set if you if you are um, excellent at module one then you can go to module two and how and we every single month every single florist or every single creative person gets assessed mm. um, against their modules to see how they're going and what areas they would need to improve. So from a, a creative team, we definitely have a checks and measure because we need to make sure that every single person is trained mm. um, and, and doing the same consistently, same um, same way, wrapping, et cetera, how mm -hmm. we cut things, how we treat our, our flowers, our, our, I guess our floristry knowledge, our horticulture knowledge, et cetera, mm. needs to be really high and all needs to be consistent. Yes. We want every single member to have the same knowledge mm -hmm. and those who are more advanced can then add value to those who are, um, are not as. And then that kind of library for us in terms of knowledge mm. grows. Yeah. Um, when, it, when it comes to our sales and marketing team, we definitely have a, um, a check as to how many customers we touch and what type of, uh, what type of questions we ask. Um, mm. when we're when we're visiting etc and so um, when we do role plays because a, a lot of the time I'm very big on 80% of the time you should really be asking open questions and it should always be about the customer and then the other 20s is, is, is close questions to be able to direct where your, your questions are going mm, um, so, so yeah definitely lots and lots of checks and measures um, to be able to get our team to the, the same standard where yeah. we'd like them all to fabulous be. and uh, on the cloud do you use like do you have a special system or do you use something like uh, Google Drive Dropbox those kind of um, well, cloud services what what do you use Yes, so we use Dropbox and Google Drive, yes. so we use both of those. And then we have a CRM system that's accessible on apps on our phone, on our mobile, as long as you've got internet, we've yes. got um, access to that. All of our sales systems is also online. Mm -hmm. So as long as you've got internet, we all have our own logins and we all can actually log and function. And then because it's, um, and the other thing with our emails that I forgot to mention is besides having our own individual email addresses, access to those we also give every single team member access to the generic email mm -hmm. as well which mm -hmm. is the hello so if you if any customer responds um or happens to email through to our general hello anyone can pick that up yes. and answer and respond and cc's so that the whole team knows 
that um, it's been handled. Responded, et cetera. Yeah, which fits with beautifully to the how to win customers, retain and grow. But before we move on to that and just dive into some of the key things that you found have really made a significant difference in winning customers, just out of curiosity, how many people in your team? I'm sure people are thinking, how many people? This is just sounds amazing. <laughs> We, we're not we're not that ginormous yet. So in the last time we spoke, probably just less than a year ago, Amory, we've gone from um, two to six. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? I think what what's exciting about this, and you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you've got one staff member, one and a half staff members, because they work contract or on a part time basis. You're still responsible for someone else, and I think even as solopreneurs, we still need to be accountable for ourselves because we don't have these systems in place. Guess what? That no one is going to hold us accountable. No one is going to go. You know what? I just can't be bothered working today. So I think these <laughs> systems to help us is so very important, and especially so before we start onboarding because as you start onboarding more team you would you would see that your role is still important in all the things that you do but you also oversee the team you're now responsible for the welfare and the well-being of your team because if they're not happy they're not able to contribute uh, yeah. and deliver you know expected um, outcomes and so forth so let's talk about winning customers retaining and growing so one of the things that you shared was you make sure that you're responsive your whole team is responsive and overseeing this um, the standard email so that customers uh, receive a response really quickly what other things have really worked for your company so every single customer for us, they're not just customers, they're really like family members. Our teams um, are team members. So they're part of, if I, because a lot of people I think refer to their team as family. I see our, um, our team members as team. They're, they're team players to a, a team. They have functions that they need to be able to cooperate. With, with family, no matter, no matter if they do wrong or not, you still love them unconditionally. Whereas as a team, you they have consequences. If they don't actually function, they're there to do a great job. And as owners, we're the coach. We're, we're the coach of the team. And then, of course, all your team members are, um, are roles that they play on the court. So kind of the same, same kind of analogy that I've got. Our customers is whom we, we treat almost like family. So for us, our, our customers are not just customers. We create... Um, we understand them exceptionally well. If anything, we probably understand them more than they understand themselves. So the best way to be able to win them over is to know how they beat. So what I mean by that is do research about them before you meet with them, really know more about them than they know, they think that you know about them. Mm. And but. But as much as you can do research, one of the things that I really highly suggest, Amory, is not to boast about it, just to know about it. Mm. So if they talk about it, you understand it. Yes. And also know about it so you can question to learn deeper of the why. Because a lot of things that you research on, um, on Google or on their website, they're just information at you. Mm -hmm. Knowing those type of information allows you to be able to ask questions to learn deeper when you're in a face-to-face -face. so for instance if you've learned that they started their business in 1987 um, and that they started in Melbourne etc um, what the information that you have just learned from that is you could ask them um, 
you know, in 1987, was there a significant reason why it started then? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, why, why was it in Melbourne? Did you start with one member or was it, um, was it with a family, mm-hmm. etc.? So being able to get the information and knowing it allows you to ask intricate questions that shows them that you have read and learnt and that you're interested in their business. Yes. If you don't know this and you haven't done your pre-homework, mm then anything that they are telling you becomes new information instead of information that you are already aware of that allows you to be able to get to the second layer of the onion. Yeah, I love that. And I'd imagine with the CRM that you have in place and that your team can all access is you bullet point a number of those key uh, key aspects about that client, for important dates and things like that so that you can then log in do a quick review and, and update, you know, if some other, you know, great information is be used. Do you track all of that on, on the CRM as well? We do. We do. But what we also do is we create a client profile for every single one of our clients. Wow. So a client profile allows us to be able to specifically note around that client what it is that is important to them, who the decision makers are, when their birthdays, do they have children or not, um, they, we also know the color schemes, the branding guidelines, um, any contracts that we, so anything that we upload onto our CRM, mm-hmm. our client profile that we put together is a summary of all of that. Yeah, amazing. Because on our CRM, it could be really quite complex. Yes. Whereas on a client profile, we just, it's it's created in Excel. So mm-hmm. there's no fancy um, uh, software that we've used. It's just a summary of everything that in a very quick glance, you need to be able to know you know it very well. So you know for us, we know exactly how many centerpieces they need, what their color schemes are like, what they don't like, what doesn't last, mm. why they don't like it. Um, so the style that's in that space. Um, so we document key things that are really critical to us. And then when we're in meetings with them, we once again check those mm. key elements to make sure they're still relevant. Yeah. And we check them on a monthly basis. Yeah, so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our and that responsibility doesn't sit with one person in the company. It sits with every single person that who happens to be in contact with that client does a check. So our client relationship management team mm. sees their customers need they need to see their customer base at least once a month. Mm-hmm. So they need to go and see all the customers at least once a month to be able to. Um, get a feel and get feedback. We thrive on feedback, mm. but also our creative team needs to sweep all of our clients at least once a month. Also, yeah. so that's the second layer because they want to be able. They need to be able to understand whether that product, how the product, how the product has, um, I guess, uh, survived in that space. Mm. What the client's feedback has been. But it's not just from the decision maker who signed on the dotted line. It's about the residents, the staff. The, the concierge people who sees those flowers every single day, mm-hmm. they have a lot more information to give us. And that profile, the client profile gets updated by anyone who's touched our client. Yeah, that's so, brilliant. You know, I think a lot of times what we do as business owners, we can forget that once a client becomes a client, 
and 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 for you obviously you've got it's an, a retained client because you you're regularly providing fresh flowers and other and other things for their particular corporate space but it's so important to maintain as you say those touch points regularly because often our clients won't complain until they get to a point they go well that's it let's just stop that service and you want to make sure that you're continuing to 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 exceed their expectations and if there is a concern deal with it straight away and make yeah. sure that that relationship and isn't it interesting that just sometimes in those conversations uh, a client can 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 just share something off the cuff but say oh we really loved it when you did this that was so unexpected and so when you know that you can put that in there and then the team knows well when we do this they really appreciate that there's a there's gold in that and I yeah. think we so often miss that but if we if we'd have those regular conversations that may just be for for some of us who've got clients that are interstate or international a five-minute phone call just checking in how are you um, and, and even that I think in the in today uh, today's space where so much is digital something that is a phone call or hey just wanted to pop in and see how you are can make such a difference to building that uh, longevity in in relationships so 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 important so lily just share with us if you will you've given us that great information i know everyone's just got so much content to be able to implement in their business how can they find out more about your company how can they connect with you well you, we can be found on our website um our story in terms of sharing who we are what we do and why we exist there's a short video on our website so you can go to www.miafiori.com.au you can also follow us on instagram because what we do is very visual so um it's literally just miafiori on on um on instagram or facebook yes. um or you can call us if you need um if you need flowers the only thing we don't do because we have a zero wastage policy and marines we can't service any immediate requirements mm. so if you're running off to um a birthday dinner or to the hospital to congratulate a friend who's given birth we can't service you and so the retail market's great for that yes. but if you know your friend's birthday is coming up in two days time we're great because we will be able to service you if it's at least 24 hours out so we can go out to the farm or out to our suppliers and pick the precious stock for you. Fabulous. Um, so if you need that, we can be contacted on 1300 482348. Fantastic. And will you please spell for everyone, Mie Furiore, please? Sure. It's M-I-E-I-F-I-O-R-I. It means my flowers in Italian. <laughs> yes, I love that. And of course, you can find out so much more about uh, Lillian Mie Fiore from her previous show on the Business and Heels podcast as, as well. Please go and listen to that because um, the way in which your business model is structured, you really give back to so many fantastic causes and you're really here to disrupt the floristry industry and you certainly share a little bit more and today of course has been about some real practical solid strategies which I think is really important and I love that that you're sharing it now because that's really what you've lived and what you followed which has enabled you to grow your team grow your client base consistently and you wouldn't have been able to do that had you not tracked known your numbers track them to be able to make those quick decisions so um, it's been such an honor to, to to catch up with you again and this time do a video so we can see each other but thank you so very much and continued success in your business thank you so much Anne-Marie thanks for having me 
And of course, that brings us to the end of another Business in Heels podcast. So if you want to check out all of the contact details for Lily, then just go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash VIH21. Remember to subscribe to the podcast show. Um, we have other fantastic guests just like Lily who share their tips, their strategies, and um, it's so much fun and, and great to be able to learn these practical tools and strategies from you know business women who are out there leading their businesses. So thanks once again for coming on the show.